Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shazandu Organics. At Shazandu Organics, they are committed to bringing you the most highest quality, wild-crafted, and organic products so that you can be confident that you are not only avoiding chemicals, but also giving your body the nourishment it needs. So, because you are one of my beloved listeners and subscribers, throughout the month of September, you can get 15% off on your entire purchase. That's 15% off. Just by using code JBH15 at checkout. I hope you take advantage of that. But today's guest is a good friend of mine. I'm proud to say that I can count on him when I have a question about, well, almost anything. Business, interior design, relationships, and just plain old life. Seriously. I'm excited to share a laughter and um, honestly, our male versus female point of views and the bantering that comes along. Yeah, I think it's about time we all hear the truth from the other side. I'm talking about the opposite sex. You'll learn just what BBD means and how it may be affecting your relationships. You'll learn what the difference between being lonely and being alone really is. You'll learn, also, that balance is simply the most vital form of measurement when it comes to scaling your happiness. Think about it. Oh, and you'll learn, whether you are interested or not, the etiquette of doggy dating. All right, enough said. Enough said. Turn up the volume. Grab your notebooks. You're going to want to hear every single second of this podcast episode. So let's hear it from the man himself, Mr. Sir Jeffrey. Guys, you just turned on the JBH podcast. We are diving in deep. Let's rock this. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB. Wow, that was great. And this is the Just Been Honest podcast. I had to switch it up a little bit. It is Friday in sunny Southern California. I am so happy that the sun is shining. It was a little gloomy for a couple of days, but we've got it back out. We've got uh, the ocean staring at me right now. I've got literally the best view in Hermosa Beach right now. I'm just being honest. Okay, so I want to forewarn you. During this podcast, we may have some beepy noises. Um, People walking in and out of the house. You know how it goes. So... Just um, stay on track with us, but without further ado, I just want to jump into this because this person that we have on the podcast is very, very busy and, you know, we've only got these, these guests for a short amount of time. So today's podcast, today's episode, it's kind of crazy, kind of exciting, but it is called, I titled it, Ask a Man. We've got a man on our podcast. His name is Jeffrey Nile, and um, I'll let him kind of introduce himself to you. But Jeff, welcome to the JBH podcast. 
Thanks, Catherine. It's uh, it's great to be here. You know, we um, uh, I've been checking out the podcast for a little while now, and uh, glad to be a part of it. Yeah. So so Jeffrey is he's a good friend of mine. He's a really good. Um, I don't know what what would you say. So like, imagine you play tennis. He's he's like a he's like a good tennis buddy in a way because I have a question or I have a concern. And I am so grateful and able to literally knock the ball at him and he'll knock it right back and say, yo, this is what's up. This is what's going on. So it's always nice to have um, a friend like that. So I thank you for that. Um, But today we're going to talk about life. Yeah, sounds kind of vague, but we're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about what he's gone through just, you know, in a small scale way, but First off, Jeff is a well, well-to-do entrepreneur in the fact that he has the mind of, what would you say, a magician? I mean... I'd say more of a mad scientist. Yeah, definitely. He's like a <laughs> mad scientist. Like, I stare at him and I'm like, did you just hear what I said? And he's like, wait, what? It's like, he's always thinking of something new and he can literally and patiently transform something out of thin air. Well, you know... I think that's what a lot of life is about, just creating. Um, And as an entrepreneur, which I I am, I would say, you have ideas or a vision for something and you you try to make it, um, you try to make it reality. And it's interesting because a lot of what Catherine and I talk about is dating in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking recently about we were talking about this, which was, you can't really apply the same, um, the same ideals to starting a company as hmm. starting a relationship. How so? <laughs> have you have you made a mistake in this? Well, I think what yes, I have for sure. But you know, from these mistakes, you can grow a lot. But I would so when you when you start a company, you can kind of see it and you can kind of visualize what you want. Uh-huh. You know, and as an entrepreneur, you can actually control a lot of. from point A to point B, how you actually get there. Well, in a relationship, what I learned was it's just the opposite. You have no control over anything except your own reactions to things. So I was seeing something for what I wanted for my future. Let's say it was to get married and have kids. And I was sort of, and so in my company, my company, a similar vision would be, I want to start this company. Here's what it looks like. I'm going to have this many people. This will be my revenues. This is what the infrastructure looks like. And um, and I found that I couldn't apply that same technique to a relationship because people go their own way. They're not, they won't go along with what you want if it's not what they want. So, but what I learned in, in starting businesses is that if you create a win-win situation, then things, you create an energy that actually perpetuates itself. And so it's interesting that when I met Catherine, it was sort of random, but she was at an inflection point in her life. She was working in real estate. She wanted to set off on her own and create this well, well-being, health uh, and wellness website and social media platform. And she was concerned about money, 
I helped her with a little spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I showed her that based on what you're doing right now, you had exactly 14 months of runway before you may have to, you know, run, you, where you'd run out of money. Mm-hmm. And everybody does that. You know, you have your expenses, your revenues. And then maybe a week later, she made the jump. She left the company and she went on her way. And interestingly enough, I am doing the same thing right now. I announced my retirement and it was sort of a shock through my company. A lot of people said, what do you mean? Were you, what are you retiring? You know, what's your plan? And I didn't have a plan. I just knew though that it was the right time for me to disengage. And you felt it. After nine years of starting a company. And so what I learned though was, you know, in a relationship, a relationship is 100% organic, and in a company, it's very deliberate. And I'm good at creating a company. I'm learning how to create a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now my approach is, and this is this is one of the things we talk about, is just what's your approach to dating? All right, well, I'm going to try to just, you know, do the right thing, make friends with people, and organically see what happens. Mm-hmm. If it if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't actually become more meaningful or more connection or more depth or more closeness, then then what you're left with is something nice, a friend. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but anyway, in Los Angeles, though. Oh yes, <laughs> guys, we're getting on this. We're getting dating in LA. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So so my friends and I have a have a term. It's an acronym. It's, okay. It's BBD. Okay, write that down. BBD. You're probably wondering what that is. But what <laughs> it stands for is bigger, better deal. Oh. And so I'll talk to some of my friends and say, hey, how was your date? She seemed really cool. Oh, uh, she was BBD. And I'm like, what does that mean? Well, bigger, better deal. She's looking for the, the bigger and better deal around the corner. So if you drive... Alexis, she's looking for a Porsche. If you drive a Porsche, she's looking for a Ferrari. If you drive a Ferrari, she's looking for a Lamborghini. But it's really an illusion. There's really no, there is no bigger, better deal. Mm-mm. I mean, I think, but the real, but here in Los Angeles, I'm, I grew up in Chicago and lived in New York. There really wasn't, we didn't see that too much. Once in a while you saw it, but in LA you see it a lot. Mm-hmm. I've heard so, that. I've heard that in New York. Which me in my and sorry to interrupt you, but in my sense, I feel like New York. It's like, and I've never even been to New York, but I feel like it's it's highly, you know, BBD there. But people tell me it's like the opposite that everyone's equal, everyone's out. You know, you mean in New York? Yeah, but then LA, you said continue on. See, in New York, it's a little flashy. It's weird. In New York, it's like when you leave. Okay, a lot of people in New York, most people in New York don't have a don't have a car. So yeah. when you leave your house, you go onto the subway, your face is literally in some guy's armpit and you are <laughs> surrounded with people all the time, yes. 24-7. So everything is just a little bit more in your face and direct. You know, I, nobody would ever ask me in New York, like, you know, what kind of car you drive. And nobody's really, there actually have been people who have asked me that here, but, but, there's, but there's still a mindset, which is sort of like, it's very much an Instagram, you know, sort of world here. Yeah. Much more so than what I've seen in Chicago and New York, places I've lived. That being said, it is what it is. You know, so I think if you 
you know, if you look for it, you're going to find it. But if you, if you choose not to see it, you're going to meet people who are authentic. Oh. Or, Wait, you know, say that again. So, so it's like, since it's here, LA, everything's so publicized, it's a facade. It could be a facade or a mirage. And then you walk towards it and it could be like, just totally disappear and it could be something totally different. It's true. You know, it's interesting. The word facade is a French word. It means fake front. Oh. Yeah. So there's a lot of facade here. But I'm not at all <laughs> criticizing L.A. I mean, L.A. is an amazing place, especially when you have a circle of friends. It's, it's impossible to beat L.A. Yeah. But there is a group of people. But, you know, but the interesting thing is, you know, relationships are a lot based upon needs. And those people need, they have different needs than I do. You know, mm -hmm. So their need is to have you know, social luxury, you know, be an influencer, whatever that means, and to sort of show the world what their life and how rich it is. Mm -hmm. you know, so, so that fame or that whatever is feeding their ego. Mm -hmm. And guess what? People do things to feed their ego. It's, it's a natural part of life. Right. And so having an ego is healthy. Having too big of an ego is not healthy. Because then you get into this idea of narcissism. narcissism yeah. And a little bit of narcissism is okay. Yeah, know? that would be more of like a confidence, I would say. Yeah, I mean, if you look right? at yourself in the mirror and you say, okay, I'm going into a meeting. I have a big piece of spinach on my tooth. I'm going to better deal with that. Yeah. But if you stare at yourself in the mirror all the time. You're like, man, you're a hot piece of shit. That, that's not yeah. good. <laughs> so, you know. But it is interesting um, that uh, people, I would say this in L.A., you tell me what you think. People are not going to be direct with you, <laughs> at least initially. They're not going to say, so what do you want? Okay, so... They get like, freaked like, out. What are your values? <laughs> yeah, what are your values? Okay, uh, uh, I believe in monogamy. I believe, you know... No, not even, or, they wouldn't even say that. <laughs> yeah. What are your values? They would be like, I believe in... I mean, they would just probably even just say, I trust. You know, something like that. But monogamy, who knows? Yeah, see, and part of the problem with the BBD world, okay, is that everyone wants to appear perfect. Yeah. Because you have to be perfect in order to attract, Someone. you know, the, the, the most desirable person. But in reality, though, that's not really how it goes. The reality is you, people really want to be with people who they feel connected to. And so... And I find myself doing it too. Like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm the CEO of a company. I'm the chairman of a company. I'm this. I'm, you know, here's me. I have to promote myself. And then, I, and then I go, oh my God, I'm promoting myself. What am I doing? <laughs> I know. And, you know, and, and I think it's part of that, that backdrop of BBD. You know, you have to look like the perfect person. Um, but, you know, I think the, having an awareness about it is the first thing to... Um, to sort of get away from that. And, and the payoff of getting away from it is that you attract people who actually like you for you mm -hmm. and not all this stuff around you or that your Instagram followers or whatever, you know? That's why I try to tell people, like, people are like, how can you meet someone or blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I'm really great at telling people how to meet people. <laughs> I can be like the worst for me. But the best way, like, I mean, go to places that you enjoy. Um, half the time I'm not wearing makeup, half the time I'm running around from a workout and you know, I've even gone to church like right after getting off of my cycling, like my bike on a Sunday morning, I'll literally be like, shoot, I got five minutes, I'm wearing my cycling gear and I'll like 
run over to church. I look disgusting and repulsive. But when people can see you in the raw, it's like that's when your truth shines. And you okay, know. Okay, but is it working? Have you? Okay, is it working? Have you met? Okay, so have have you met any? Where where do you like to hang out? Yoga. The grocery store. Okay. <laughs> Okay, in the last six months, I've actually gotten people... picked up at the grocery store a couple times. Okay, someone which, asked me what section? was mac. Which section? The macrobiotics. Oh great! Some guy talking asked me your, what. Talk mac... about your bowels. Perfect. No, he asked me what macrobiotics was. No, it was the the seaweed section. Oh nice. Okay. <laughs> I don't know Aquatics. why they call it macro. Like literally, next time you go to Whole Foods, go over to the seaweed section. There's a giant sign that says know. macrobiotics, and I'm like, what? Huh. Don't worry, I wasn't like looking at Flora Restore, like you know. So I didn't even know there was a seaweed section. There's a seaweed section. So yeah, it's by you the know, salt. I'll have to make a mental note to troll the okay. seaweed section. I'll show you. For you know, girls with but no, seaweed diets. The same thing. <laughs> I mean, like you meet people. Oh, gosh. Um, you know what I find the most people talk to you? Because, guys, you know my side hustle is watching dogs. I love the dogs. Um, is when I'm walking the dogs. People talk to you when you have a dog. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so amazing. So, get okay. a dog and So, share I have a friend it. of mine. Should get a dog. I'm not going to mention. I'm not even going to say if it's a man or a woman. But they walk the dog, and it's a whole, I mean, it is powerful, the, the dog walking tool. I mean, it's like... It's like a baby. It's like, you know, oh, hey, uh, maybe I should get your number in case we could have a dog play date. And then you're, and then game on. Game on. <laughs> and then you, then the text streams start talking, be like, my dog, you know, my dog, like, needs a new... Um, chew toys, teething. Where do you where do you recommend? You know, or like some organic food. Like, do you go to any place? Bam. But you know what the interesting thing about it is, in the context of this conversation, is the dog is like a Trojan horse. You know, so it's just you you're getting into using the dogs to um, to basically create a setting of being natural. Mm-hmm. And there's no talk about dating. There's no talk about anything. But you're basically just saying, oh, here's our dogs. They're playing with each other. Oh, yeah. wow, what's your name? It's completely disarming and natural, which is really how it should be normally. Mm-hmm. But the dogs are helping you to create that. Exactly. And, 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 you know, there's no agenda of, oh, we're going on a date now. And there's no agenda of, oh, well, he wants something from me or she wants something from me. It's, it's just, okay, our dogs are getting to know each other. Let's have a cup of tea sometime. Mm-hmm. And the big kicker is you can see how they... Re- now, this is really weird, so just bear with me. You can see how they react to when their dog poops. Like, or if yours poops on the walk and they say, here, I've got a bag or I'll get it. Okay, is it, hey, is it, is it the gentleman's job to clean up chivalrous? your dog's poop? So if your dog I don't know. poop, would I What's clean the rule it on that? You know, I'm cleaning the poop. I nice. Mean, <laughs> you get points just, for cleaning I, the poop. I wouldn't even ask. I would just do it. I, oh. I, you know, but I, I, I used to have a pup, but he... He's in the big dog house now. But, um, yeah, that, for that reason, you probably want to bring multiple bags. Nice. Well, nice. Let's, let's say you were talking to a, to a guy who's he didn't have a dog. Or he didn't have a bag. Well, you know, you could give him one of yours. Oh, that's Isn't sweet. That nice? You could like write a story about this. <laughs> Must love dog, dogs. Dog etiquette. Dog. Dog walking etiquette. Manhattan Beach. Dog dating. Manhattan. Dog dating etiquette. Yeah, that would Manhattan-in. be. Manhattan. Uh, 
that would be pretty good. No, but it's true. It's true. I think a dog is a big pickup because, you know, it's safe. And then also, <laughs> it's not as weird as when this guy... I mean, it's always nice, you know, when someone gives you a compliment and stuff. You can tell if it's genuine or not. Like, on my end, right? So, like, if a guy comes up to me, say, in the bulk section, I'm getting my seeds at Whole Foods. Yeah, guys, I'm at the grocery store a lot. And this guy one time came up to me and, like, literally, I think he ran up to me. And he was really not my cup of tea, but um, it was cute. And he's just like... Your eyes are gorgeous. You're stunning. Can I have your number? Do you have a boyfriend? Like, well, yeah, I was a little forceful, but it was flattering because people don't really do that often. They just kind of like stare and I'm like, hi, just get my seeds. Well, you know what's amazing about that is, is that that's how it used to be. Back I know. In, back before online dating existed. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, a bit, it's been around for a long time. I mean, Match.com is, I mean, it's got to be. 25 years old. I don't know. But Do people still use Match? My mom met her boyfriend on Match. No way. Yeah, and she and he's a great guy. She's been with him for almost four years. But there was the whole, all the Match drama you know, that, that people have in online dating. Like my mom called me and said, we've been going out for a little while and he still has his account up. And what should, <gasps> I, should I talk to him? And I said, mom, just enjoy yourself. Don't worry about the account. And and his date range was like 45 to 75, where the other men his age had the date range of 25 to 75. And she was like, those pigs. <laughs> and she said, and my mom was like four years older than her. And she said, do you think, you know, it's going to matter that I'm older than him? And I said, hey, maybe no. he likes cougars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but really, in all reality, they're probably not, she's probably not that much older than him. And when yeah. you get to that age, it's like nothing. It's like absolutely nothing. But you know what's interesting about what you said is the guy who ran over in the bulk section. You know, that, okay, now unfortunately, I wouldn't even think of doing that because it's been so, from a society standpoint, so ungrained or I don't know what, but, you know, because of the Me Too movement, the different, um, you know, call maybe it's a combination of online dating or whatever. I, that guy should be given a gold star because it used to be like that. You had to actually walk up to a lady and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. You look great. You look, you know, would you like to exchange numbers and go out sometime? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now that just doesn't happen. I mean, I was at Whole Foods, and I think I may have told you the story in the hot pepper section, in peppers. And I was—I know a lot about hot peppers because I eat tons of hot peppers. I mean, I, I love hot spicy so you, food. You told the woman she was a hot pepper. And so I'm sitting there, and this and this lady says, "Oh, uh, is the jalapeno as hot as the serrano pepper?" And I said, "Actually, the serrano is three times as hot as the jalapeno." And then she said, is the habanero as hot as the serrano? I said, the habanero is 10 times as hot as the jalapeno and maybe four or five times as hot as the serrano. And then she's like, what about the poblano? I said, the poblano is less hot than the jalapeno. And she goes, and she says to me, this is hilarious. Wow. I said, well, what is it? She said, you know a lot about peppers. And I said, yeah, I grow them. You know, I eat them. And she said, this is the first time a man has chatted me up you know, in a long time. And I said, you asked me about peppers. I'm not chatting you up. <gasps> I, I wasn't chatting her up. I, I, you know, I tell you if I was, but I wasn't. Mm. And then we both looked at each other and, and just laughed. 
and we talked about it. I said, I said, yeah, I mean, um, how rare is it that you actually chat up someone these days out and about? And, and, you know, and I think it's, it not only applies to a potential romantic situation, but even people that you talk to. Just people. Yeah, like, hey, you know, um, what's your situation or what's your name or how are you? Like in New York, for example, because you're physically close to everyone, you don't have a personal space really because every people are literally inside it. Like when you get on the subway, perfect example, or a bus, they're crowded. So you're touching people. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, there's much more openness towards being in people's faces and talking to them. Mm -hmm. Whereas in LA, there is, everyone has a huge space because you're in your car. There's nobody touching anyone. You know, you're just, you're just sort of ants sort of scattered around. Mm -hmm. Whereas in, in New York, you're in the ant colony. I mean, there's mm -hmm. people everywhere. And so I think that also, you know, transfers over to how people interact with each other. Mm -hmm. So if I walked up to a lady at Whole Foods and I said, hi, she'd probably look at me like, what, what are you doing? Like, what do you want? Like, yeah. Do, like, is, do I have something? Yeah. Like, like what, do you mean you want, actually want to ask me out? Are you crazy? Yeah. You know, like something like that. Like, are you desperate? And I haven't even done yeah. that in years. And, yeah. I, and I feel almost like somewhat not a man. Because yeah. I used to do that or just strike up a conversation and just say, hey, how are you? Yeah. You know, not just, you know, not with any intention of asking out or anything, but just, you know, I because know. it's nice. Uh, so I don't know. But uh, that's me too. Like I'm the type of person that like I love meeting people and like just to meet people and like hear their story and, you know, given type of podcast, like I love hearing people's stories and. I'll be sitting on an airplane and I'll be that person that wants to talk to the person next to me if they have something interesting to read. Or I guess it's also a sense of I want people to feel like they're noticed, you know, and that they exist in the world. And and lately, you know, I feel like people have, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they really are like, why are you, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you talking to me? You know, I'll be in the grocery store and I'll make a silly comment and someone will like, look at me like what or i'll be standing in line somewhere and i'll be like oh cute so now i'm always like cool shoes you know like the same thing and it's just it's really sad that that we have become so disconnected when actually in all reality you know with technology we're supposed to be more connected and i want to get on about the um you were talking about dating websites and now we have all these apps the apps, oh my gosh. Let's talk about apps. Are you on Well, you it? know what's funny? Um, my friend, he, so when I first started going on a few online dating sites, my friend, I didn't really know anything about it, you know, and my friend, uh, who was another executive and didn't have a lot of time, he was on a dating site. And um, and I said, so what's, how, you know, how does it work? Like, what do, you, what do you do? And he said, well, the bait's in the water. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, once you put on your profile, the bait's in the water, you can just sit back and people will like hit you up. You know, they'll wink at you or they'll do things like, oh, hi. They'll see your profile and they'll, they'll basically do the equivalent of approaching you, but online. And then I thought about it and I was like, wow, it's really weird, isn't it? Like, that would never happen. I mean, okay, so let's say the equivalent in the old days was you'd go to, a, let's say, a lounge and with your friends, and you'd see someone of the opposite sex, mm -hmm. or you know, 
if you were gay, someone of the same sex, and you'd say, hey, um, you, you'd look at them, and you'd smile, and you'd say, hi. And you'd walk over and say, hi, I'm Jeffrey, what's your name? And there would be a dialogue. And that, that is way more interesting to me and exciting mm -hmm. than saying the bait's in the water, I'm going to sit on my butt and wait for somebody to contact me. And that's what happens. And then the contact is made, there's a dialogue that sort usually of. doesn't have, <laughs> that usually doesn't go anywhere. It just drops into nothingness. Yeah. And that term is called ghosting. Yeah. So the ghosting happens and, and you know, you talk to someone and you're like, oh, uh, I my the laundry just went out. I have to go and put the clothes in the dryer. And then they were never seen again. Then you, you like know? hide them. Hide, hide, hide. <laughs> yeah. God. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I have been on a few dating sites. Now, in the, in the relationships I've had over, the, over, you know, since I was divorced, I've had probably three long-term relationships. One of them was from a dating site. Mm -hmm. And two of them were not. They were what I would call in life organically. The wild. Huh? In yeah, the wild. The wild, the, in the wild nature, you know, um, organic situation. But, uh, you know, but I would say though, if you look at it, there's nothing wrong with the dating site. Because here was, I mean, let's talk about it. The purpose of it is to do what? Is to make a connection. Mm -hmm. The rest is up to you. Just like life. Mm-hmm. When you make a connection with someone at Whole Foods and in the bulk section, he wants your number. Did you give him your number? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I told him I was um, dating someone. But, but was that true? No. <laughs> okay. I was a little freaked out. Okay, so let me ask you. If he would have been a presentable, like your type, whatever that is. Yeah. Which, which I don't even know what that is, but I would be interesting to hear you say what your type is um, for, for the audience. For okay. the audience is, you know pleasure if he was your type what have you given him your if he had the same approach but he's your type would you give him your number i probably wouldn't have done it that quickly i probably would have here i probably this is this is instead of numbers i usually say do you have instagram wow. because that's easier than saying what's your last name so i can google you that's more of oh are you on instagram you know um and then you can check out their profile. You can tell a lot by someone's profile. I don't know if you heard, but I had um, Dr. Jen Mann, um, celebrity psychotherapist, relationship therapist on the podcast, and she recommended to always, always, always look up people. Oh, wow. Um, you can tell a lot by them, especially their Instagram. You can see what their photos are. I mean, if they're like literally like, look belligerently drunk or like stoned all the time and that's not your lifestyle maybe you don't want to even start a conversation with that person or you know if you find out and they don't even mention like maybe they have like three kids and you're like not planning on having kids like maybe that's not your lifestyle as well you know maybe they have a boa constrictor around their neck and you're like deathly afraid of snakes like maybe you don't want to start a conversation with that person but well, you know what's interesting okay so let's think about that how ironic it is you meet someone in life, just you know, at the Whole Foods, for example, and you like them. So instead of giving them your number, your default reaction would be, go to my online social media page and let's exchange connections that way. So I can learn about you and you can learn about me 
from that, you know, that menu of things that shows who I am. My highlight reel. And so, so then, <laughs> now the interesting thing about that though is the social media page is, is sort of, has the design of getting a lot of followers. So you're sort of putting yourself forward in a way that's designed to get people to follow you. That may or may not be you. It's sort of, it could be your, your representative. That's true. I have, a, I have friends, I'm not gonna say who they are, men or women, I'm not, and I'm not judging, but they have hundreds of thousands of followers, okay? So their whole goal is to get people to look at their social media page because what that creates is instant credibility with the viewer. And the viewer then says, oh my God, you're a social influencer. You've got 200,000 followers. Wow, I wanna go out with you. And that's all they have to do to, to win over that person in terms of maybe going on a date with or getting them to be like psyched up about seeing them. You know? Oh, so I may be actually like harming that by doing that because I'm not putting my authentic, I'm not giving them my authentic truth. I'm giving them my, my entertainment self. <gasps> well, no, I would say this though. Okay. So your, your, um, Instagram page, I think properly shows what you're passionate about and things right. that are important to you. Food, you know, eating right, knowing, you know, that food can be harmful. You know, the FDA, the craziness of our, the way that we eat nowadays in our society is insane. Mm -hmm. Like the things that we eat, the fast food, how it's all connected with the FDA and drug use and Lipitor and yeah. the, the, the trillions of dollars that go in, that goes into it. And so this is something you're passionate about. And so if I were to look at, if, if I was that guy mm -hmm. and I went to your website or, or not, you know, to your Instagram page, I would say, okay, she's obviously really into this topic of health and wellness. And if I just sat around and ate Domino's pizza all day, I probably, you know, I would wonder if I would be a good fit for you. And that's okay because you're trying to weed you know, out. <laughs> yeah. You're trying, you're trying to meet people who, who actually Listen. like what you're, pursuing and they respect what you are passionate about that being said the flip side of that is so so your instagram page is a fair representation of you yeah you know? i think so and you show exercise it, it's balanced but other people their instagram page is is just a representation of like look at kim kardashian i mean give me a break she's got a hundred million followers and it's all about fluff and narcissism let's be mm -hmm. honest i mean so, so if you take that and you sort of sprinkle it all over the, yeah, exactly. the world, you get, all right, so who is this person who I'm looking at with the hundreds of thousands of followers? Like, wh why do they, am I supposed to think that they're important because they have all these followers? How do they get these followers? What are they doing? How do they attract these people? You know? mm -hmm. And plus, you know what, honestly, like going back to the apps, because I've done them, you know, and like. Some are better than others, but it is, it's like, it's always the same questions and I just want to like, like silently punch the person on the other side of the screen when I continuously get the same first question like what are they? of, oh my God, it's always, <laughs> it's, uh, I should read some. <laughs> should we do this? Oh I always get like the, hi, how are you? Always. <laughs> and I'm like, really? How are you? I'm good. You know, like, can you right, ask so, me like another question or like, you know, something else? Like, like okay, 
enlighten me. Please give me a give me some material, all right, so I can use it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, so what would you? What would? Okay, think back of the good responses you received. You know that 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 actually made a really good impression on you, right? Oh, okay. So someone asked. They said, like literally out of the blue, like just getting the ball rolling, right? What was your most memorable ex memorable experience of 2018? That's a good one. What did you say? Um, <laughs> well, my my thing was because I didn't do much traveling, but and that would have been pretty memorable. It was uh, moving my grandmother out to Santa Barbara um, from the Midwest, and her basically able to improve her health about three months before she passed away and got to see a majority of her family members one more time. And I believe it fulfilled mm. her soul. Wow. Um, did you share that with the, the person? Yeah. And huh. they were like, wow. <laughs> so what did you have for breakfast? I'm kidding. Exactly. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? It's like, really? Like, I don't even want people to ask what I do. You know, I'll just yeah. send you to my website, you know? Yeah. And I, it's just too hard to explain. So what I've done is I will look at the profile and read it. Okay. 100% of everything. If I'm interested in someone that I make a connection with, you know, online. And then I, I kind of look at look at it and just try to figure out what kind of person they are, you know. Just from what they wrote and what their pictures show and what they chose to show the viewer. Hmm. And I just try to think of something that's authentic and say, you know, like, wow, like, what did you think of India? Is that an elephant that you're riding? You can't tell from the, you know, I mean, just try to say, like, what, what's <laughs> going on? Like, you know, I was in India once, and, and I, you know, drove a car through uh, from Delhi to Agra, and, and the hood blew open on the car, and I screamed yeah. and thought I was going to die. <laughs> that happened, you know? So, so, so I'm, I'm kind of gravitating towards people who, you know, had near-death experiences. Yeah, or, or, you know, maybe go down the road, let's travel a little bit, you know, and um, are, like not, adventure. are not worrying about the checklist of qualifications, you know, like maybe they're just saying, okay, life is do. an adventure. Do you want to have that adventure with me? You know, yeah. I like that approach. I also don't like when guys feel entitled. Okay, so this is from a female side. They feel entitled, like... Like, I've already said yes to, like, meeting up with them. Like, the, one of their first questions will be, when do I get to take you for a drink? And it's like, I didn't even say I ever even wanted to meet you or continue this conversation, you know? Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, yeah. But, or but, if they're but here's, too okay, chatty. But here's, here's sort of the, so what you just said is, is so funny. Because this is, this is such, this is, I call it, I, not, not towards dating, but these are bookends, okay? One of them was the guy who's entitled, who's basically asking you out straight away. When you, but not really. He says three lines, and he says, let's go out for drinks. When are you taking me? Or when am I taking you? The next person is too chatty, and he's just talking and talking and talking because he doesn't know when to go in for you know, the kill and ask you for your number and say, how do we, how do we move this forward? You mm -hmm. know. And so what I have found with the online dating thing was... Is that you have, you have to be organic because everyone's different, but you're talking to them and, and there is a point in the conversation where you say, what I would do is say, 
would you like to FaceTime or would you like mm-hmm. to continue our dialogue you on know, the phone off this app? Yeah, those are the best ones. In a way that ones. you're comfortable to, in, in a way that you're comfortable with, you know, and then that to me shows that, look, I'm an action-oriented guy. I'm not going to sit here and chat all, all the time Yeah. because I'm interested in knowing more about you, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe that can be, I think everyone says, I think, let's have a drink. And I think that that's actually passe now because people don't just want to go out and drink. Yeah, they want to go for a, not into that. <laughs> want, see, I wouldn't go for a walk. I'd say. I'm a walker. I'm the, Catherine's a for, walker. Let's go for a walk. Because you can't really look at the person. But, but you know, I think going for a walk is okay too. But you could say, you know, um, hey, let's go, let's go. Here, let's go to, you know, let's go to a museum or let's go to, you know, Earth Cafe and have a cup of tea or, you know, maybe a a light bite to eat. Yeah. You know, nothing like a three hour dinner. No, not not a big commitment. (laughs) I definitely, gosh. What? No, I haven't been on one of those. I really try to like not do that. <laughs> okay. I haven't even like met any like honestly. So hold on a second. When people like tend to ask this. me out, I'm like, oh, no, actually I don't. I just wanted to talk to you. But let me ask you something. You just said, I just said, that three hour dinner, and you said, oh boy, I, I, that's a that's a big commitment. That's a big commitment for the first start off. Okay. Because if you've never seen okay. this person in in um, human form, you don't want to be. <laughs> Only in digital form or Locked Instagram in. form. Well, you at least want to start out with a coffee or a tea. I see. Midday. Yeah, and the reason or for morning. that, and the reason for that is, I mean, it's interesting. I'm just, I'm curious. The reason for that is, it's easier to commit a half an hour, forty-five minutes to someone, but who you don't know yet in in human or in physical form. Um, you could have been online, you know, with them for a month chatting away God, I hope not and too long and um, so then you, you you meet with them you say okay we had our coffee um, I like you and I like to get to know you more then you make another decision then he goes back and you go back he's probably not gonna ask you on a date during that date because that's a big no-no you know yeah I guess this is like a game that people play well, unless he has well what are you doing this weekend you know <clears throat> Yeah, but see that that also seems to be a, like a game that you, you you're not supposed to do that. I don't I know guess. why. Like if, if I liked you and we had coffee, I would say, "Hey, you know, I know that there's all these rules about this and that and dating, but would you like to go out with me again?" See now, what if she, what if she doesn't like you? If you say it like that, and they do say like, <laughs> no, no, but if you word it like that, and like if it was my standpoint, I would be like, "Yes, I would love to see you again." It's not saying like, well, what are you doing tomorrow at five? You know, like, True. that's True. like, whoa. But you know, the, and the funny thing is, is the reason why there are these rules. Like if you give some, if somebody gives you their phone number, you're supposed to wait so many days before no. you call them. That's bull. But, or there's other rules. Like if you're on a date with someone, you don't ask them on the next date during that date because you don't really know if they want to do it, go out with you or not. And the reason for these rules is because, my, this is my opinion, is because people are totally afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They, and because the worst, because if you were vulnerable, you wouldn't care. You'd say, you'd say, hey, I like you. 
I like what you said. I like what you stand for. Let's go on. A, let's go on another date. And if you don't want to, it's okay. But just tell me, and we could be friends. You know. And they're like, whoa. And, but see, <laughs> this that, is like a no BS person. That's like, you know. And, and you know what? I've done that before, and, and it's and I think it's the right way to go. And you know, but but um, but you're putting yourself on a line. I mean, if, if I got someone's phone number again. This is totally hypothetical because I don't even ask for anyone's phone number in this day and age anymore. Mm -hmm. But if I asked for someone's phone number, I wouldn't wait so many days. I'd call them the next day. I'd say, how are you? Thanks, you know, thanks for giving me your phone number. Like, mm -hmm. And I would talk to them to get to know them and then see what you know goes from there. But I like also what you said about, hey, let's do you want to FaceTime because a lot of people put old photos on their oh, yeah. app or whatever it is, you know? And then you meet them and you're like, whoa, like, uh, this was like 15 years old, you know? Yeah, it's weird because, you know, um, and there's words like catfish, you know, where catfish. where it's somebody doesn't look like... A bait and switch? No, so a catfish is somebody that clearly looks different than their pictures Ugh. to the negative. So if, if you know, if the guy has like pictures that he's got a big head of hair, he shows up and he's bald, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or looks radically different. It was from 30 years ago, or, you know, or maybe it's just different, you know, you know, I've heard stories where, um, the person that went out with, who met the person was actually a different person than the photos. You know? Wait, what? They're using, for real? yeah, they're using photos that are completely someone else. Okay than who they are. They just, they're using them because And they, they think that's gonna work? <laughs> oh, I like you better. It happens all the time. It's absolutely, yeah. And so it's pretty, pretty funny, you know? Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Okay, so I wanna go into also um, what we talked about, cause we are talking about like relationships and dating and we started off on the business end and stuff, but this is all about life and and we, we mentioned also about how in Los Angeles, yeah, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people here. And you can feel like so alone. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many people. You feel like you would just, you know, not have a worry in the world. And you could meet no. new friends <clears throat> here and there. But then you could feel so alone. And, you know, what do you think? Because you were mentioning to me, you know, there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. Um, well, I, I'm, I've moved to Los Angeles twice in my life. Once was 20 years ago, I was in a startup company. I moved here from Chicago. I was just finishing business school. And I remember I was living in the inner city of Chicago and I moved to Orange County to start a company. Okay, I was the first employee. And I remember going into, you know, a restaurant sort of bar and thinking that it would be like what I experienced in Chicago. Um, everything was different. The clothing, the demeanor, the styles. It was very clicky. And I remember sitting there going, holy smokes, I'm a, way, I'm a long way from, from Kansas, Dorothy. <laughs> ah, and, that's me. And I remember nobody would talk to me. And, and I, I actually made efforts to talk to men and women. Just, hey, how are you? I'm, I'm new to town. And, and nobody would even give me the time of day. And I was thinking, is it because I'm wearing all black with this black turtleneck? <laughs> I mean, I looked different. 
You know, I actually, I mean, I went from... You were put together. But, but nobody had a black turtleneck and black pants on in this, in this restaurant lounge in Orange County. So it was like pseudo beachy surfers, but some people were dressed up, but I knew I didn't fit in. And then what, and then I moved, I moved, I ended up, you know, going back to New York or I went to move to New York and then came back 20 years later, but I was married with a small child. I ended up getting divorced. And, and I was sort of back on my own again. And so... How old were you at this time? You know, this was about, this was about 10 years ago. Okay. You know, so I was sort of, you know... On the brink again. Yeah. And, um, and I realized, I'm like, wow, you know, I don't have a circle of friends. So I think what I learned from that experience was in Los Angeles, you have to have, you have to figure out a way to get a nice circle of friends. And much more so than in New York and in Chicago, where people in general are just going to be more supportive and more open with you just because of their nature, of the way that the culture is there. In LA, people are going to be closed off to you because everybody has this personal space. But once you have your circle of friends, people that actually have your back, who you trust, who you actually can pal around with, men and women both, then Los Angeles becomes an amazing place to be because it offers more to living here than Chicago or New York, I think. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the culture of New York. Um, it doesn't. It has this incredible weather 24 you know, hours a day and, and 12 months a year. And this beach life and this beauty. You also have a lot of culture here. But once you have that circle of friends, you, Can, you're, doing, you're doing great. But if you don't have a circle of friends in LA, you go from being alone to being lonely. Yeah. And, and you're not just going to be able to, it's difficult. I mean, unless you're like the life of the party type, you yeah. know, it's difficult to just walk in and crack the code of, of getting into a lot of clicks that you see here. You know, that was my experience. But, yeah. And, and so maybe you need like five or six friends, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe even less, but it's a book club. Yeah, a book club. Let's start a book club. Do you want to start a book club? Yeah. He's that, like, no. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I'd, be, I'd be into that. I need to wear black turtlenecks. And, and I, yeah, I have glasses I could throw on. Okay. I could look like, <gasps> I look like Steve big... Jobs, you know. Okay, cool. Oh, I could throw on some glasses too. Um, no, but there is that, that difference. I was talking to another friend and I think I had like a moment and... Maybe it was winter or something, but I literally just like fessed up and was like, I'm just, I'm lonely, you know, yeah. I'm lonely. And maybe it's because like, you know, if you work a lot and a lot yeah. of people here work a lot, some people have three jobs, you know, yeah. and then by the end of the night, I mean, we both agreed on it, you know, sometimes you just don't want to talk to anyone. Well, think, think about this. Okay. I lived in New York for 10 years in the city on the Upper West Side. Well, it was really hard for me. It, even if I, if I wanted not to interact with people, it was really hard for me to do that. Because every time, you, you know, you had to leave your house at some point to get something to eat. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I mean, as soon as you Stupid. left your house, you were literally surrounded by people mm -hmm. on the street. You know, if you lived in residential areas, you know. Now, there's exceptions to that. There's quiet areas in New York, but... Um, 
And so, and, and you'd, you'd walk down the street and you'd see people that you knew who were working in, you know, who worked in, you know, bodegas or at the dry cleaners or whatever. And so you didn't feel that sense of, you know, maybe being disconnected a little bit. Mm -hmm. But in here in LA, I found that, you know, you definitely have, you have to make an effort to connect with people. So how, how do you, like, what's your thing? Like, what, do you go to, like, common places that you think people would, you know, be, so, you'd be able to chat uh, up with? Do you do meetup groups? Do you... So, okay, so I've... Talk to I've people? been, you know, an exec running a company for the last 10 years. We had 165 people in the company. So I derived a lot of my social, you know, need for connection from that company. Mm -hmm. So the answer to your question is, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> wait, so wait, but come on, like just because you left the company doesn't mean you can't st still hang out with those people. I mean, Th that's true. But, 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 but you not don't have as much to talk about, I guess. If you don't well, I'm not walking. It's not that. I'm not walking into a company. Okay. Imagine it like a fraternity house or <gasps> Yeah, you know, and then you graduate. You go, you know, you went into your house and there's people everywhere. So when I walk into my company, I, these are, they're also my, they're my coworkers, my partners and my friends. And, and again, I think, you know, you, there's a, a hierarchy that, and, and, you know, bonds with, with that were formed over many years with people. So when I announced my retirement from the company, uh, all these people sent me these nice texts and emails, you know, saying, wow, you know, it's been great working with you, you know, hate to see you leave. But I knew then that there was something about that that was nostalgic, but it was also an inflection point for me because I needed to, I, I defined myself by this company in a mm -hmm. way that was too much mm -hmm. because I'm not defined by a company or a title. I'm defined by who I am, what I do, and what I think and my character. So, so the answer is I'm going to find a new group. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and find new people to talk to. And you know what? I will go up to a girl in Whole Foods and ask her out. I mean, if I see someone that looks really interesting or, or, or have a nice conversation and see if, if it makes sense. So I'm going to start doing that stuff because I fell out of that. Yeah. I fell out of that. And that's, that saddens me because that, I'm, you know, I am not someone who rests in the comfort zone. And I became, I did become that person. And I think, and it happens in life. You, you go through periods of, of you know, oh, you're, you're, you're starting something new and you're excited because you're building. You built it, then you're trying to grow it, you know, and then something happens. You know, we lose a sense of urgency or passion mm -hmm. or, you know, and I think you have to keep changing up your game in order to keep, you know, keep that fire inside of you going. And I found that that's what I needed. I love know? it. Yeah. So, okay, so this is what um, all of my, all the listeners out there, because we're going to tidy this up a little bit, because we could talk for days and hours and on and on, and we'll have you back on the show um, to see kind of like, we'll do a check-in. How about that? We'll do a check-in. Sounds good. Yeah, but um, but everyone's homework and your homework as well. I kind of just thought about this. And just to meet people, just to engage with people, 
doesn't have to mean that if we're asking him out on a date or whatever, because, you know, I could be that modern woman that's like, hey, you, well, you know. know what? That's a great idea. And here's the experiment, okay? Here's the experiment. Oh, I thought I was going to make the experiment. Okay, well, okay. go ahead. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enhance what you said, and then you can... No, you say it. yours first. And okay, then. so you, you know how you live your life now, whatever it is, right? Yeah. There's a um, drill in the background, by the way. Okay. <laughs> my house is being worked on. So the, you know how your life is now and how many people you engage with every day and so on. Now, in the next several weeks, start to engage with people. Let's say it's the, the person bagging your, your groceries mm -hmm. at, at the supermarket. Talk to them. I do it Let's all say the time. it's the cashier. Let's say it's you know, the person at the bank. Let's say it's people that you see on the street. Smile at them. Talk mm -hmm. to them. Let's say it's someone that you're, if you're, if you're interested in someone and you're single and you're saying, you know, and you're interested in someone that you see somewhere, walk over and just smile and say, hello, what, what's going to happen? What, yeah. you know, and see how you feel They're not gonna, like, after kick you. The, yeah. with that, I guarantee you that you will feel better and more plugged in and more connected and just better inside of your heart. You'll feel better by making those connections. I love that. I love that. And my other challenge is try to meet or engage with one new person a week. Kind of yeah. on the same line as yours, but really engage with one new person a week. And you never know, you can meet like your new best friend. You can meet your husband, you can meet your wife, you can meet your new dog walker. It could be me, you know? But just try to engage with one new person a week. So let's challenge ourselves. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know how much time we have left, but. You know, I had this conversation with someone recently, which was, they said, there are no coincidences. So I said, oh, okay. Very so, true. So if you're walking down the street and you randomly meet someone, were you meant to meet with them? Yeah. Okay, so now let's say that you decided just to shun everyone away. You know? So by shunning yourself away in your house and never meeting anyone, making, your, making yourself lonely, because it's a choice. You don't have to be lonely. You can you could walk out of this street, <laughs> go down to Starbucks, and start striking up conversations with people. I and, met a good friend at Starbucks. And they will talk yeah. to you. You know, so so but it's interesting because I don't know what, the universe, what, I mean, who knows what, but there is a plan of people you're supposed to meet. And I don't think there are coincidences. But what you can decide to do is you can close your eyes and shun yourself and put up a shield. And you can actually change your plan for yourself by being a turtle like with its head stuck inside of its shell. Mm -hmm. And never take a chance and never do anything. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's sort of what, that's, that has happened to me in some regards with you know, how um, I, you know, um, sort of what I was talking about before where you stop to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. You get sort of either from fear or being sedentary or you know being secluded or something like that you feel content with or you're you know, afraid of or the watching reaction. Netflix all day yeah. and you don't want to connect with people right yeah I hear you on that um, whew, gosh I'm like my brain is just like overloaded right now ticking 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 now I'm thinking when I do leave this house like I'll see someone and I'll be like, were we meant to meet? <laughs> no, it'll be some guy walking his dog and the dog will take a poop and you'll say, should I pick that up? Should I pick that up? <laughs> yeah, let's end on that note. All right. No. But, no, no, no. But um, 
Hey, thank you so much. I have one more question for you. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? All right, Mr. Jeffrey, what's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Huh, my, wait, say it one more time. What is your honest truth that has led you on a path to um, basically be able to maintain a healthy lifestyle successfully? Okay. So I would say this. Um, I haven't always been able to maintain balance in my life. I started four companies. I worked on Wall Street. There were times when you know, I was working 100 hours a week for years. And so it was difficult to maintain a healthy lifestyle always. So, but what I now I can look back and I can actually say, I can look at the different periods of my life and measure when I was the most happy and balanced and the periods where I wasn't. And the, so the times where I was the most successful in business, the most successful in relationships, and the most successful in life, and I think success is not coming from what you have, it's from what coming from what you can give to people. Say that one more time. So I said that success is not coming from what you possess, but it's coming from what you can give. Love it. Right? And so power comes in what you can give to people. It does not come from what you can, what you have in the bank or what you have around you. That is not power. Power is coming Energy. from what you can give to people. So when I was the most powerful and the most happy coming from my heart was when I was the most healthy from a balance standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I was working out regularly. I was, and that usually for me as, a, as an exec was meeting in the morning. I was working out in the morning, I was trim, I lost 25 pounds on the elliptical machine, it took me a couple months, you know, coming up a period where I wasn't balanced, um, you know, I was eating healthy, you know, um, certain rules, just, yeah, I, yeah, I have one day where I would, where I would go off the, the menu and eat pizza and ice cream and everything, but, but there was most of the days I stuck to, you know, Protein, vegetables, you know, no, no crazy fasting, just normal, you know, balanced diet. And then I felt very good. I felt more confident. I felt, you know, I had more energy. So it, I learned that I, I had to do it. I had to live a healthy lifestyle in order to have, be successful. Mm -hmm. you know? I love it. So we're getting you back on that track too, because... You know, as you say, there's no coincidences in life and, you know, the where you are in life right now, that's not a coincidence. That means you're bringing your life back into equilibrium, starting fresh, starting something super amazing and creative again. And that's exciting. So I applaud you on that and taking that leap of faith. And thanks. Yeah. I mean, all for it. I'm excited to watch and I'm here to play. Um, guys. What a great episode. Thanks for, gosh, just staying in tune with us. And um, please tune in every single Monday. We will be here. It's the Just Being Honest podcast. You can subscribe to us. You can rate us five stars, please. I mean, why do four stars when you can do five stars, right? That's hey, right. that's right. So, 
We'll talk to you next time, but I just wanted to say I'm so grateful for you, for your vulnerability, for your comments that you've made to us, for your questions that you've sent in. Again, we are on iTunes, the App Store. You can find us on Simplecast FM. This is the Just Being Honest podcast, Being With That IG. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao!